Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, research analyst for Money Markets here with your latest Bull in the Bear podcast. Now, before I get into this week's update, Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell is revealing a trading strategy that helped him retire at the age of 33. Now, I'm not 33, and I certainly wish I would have known how I could have retired at the age of 33, but he did it, and he's going to show you how he did it. Just go to www.theinvestingsecret.com and find out more about this life-changing trading strategy. Find out more about that. Now on with today's podcast. As an investor, you know, there are simply some sectors I just don't go near. Uh, it's not because I have some overwhelming sense of morality. I mean, after all, I do the, the marijuana market update. So if my morality was involved, I probably wouldn't do that either. So I, that's not it. it. It's more because they're just sectors that just don't make any sense to me. I, I, not, not necessarily not making sense to understand, it's not making sense in how they move and, and how they operate. But as a smart investor, uh, you can't ignore what the data tells you, and no matter what the stock or the company or the sector. And one of those sectors I just can't get behind is cryptocurrency. It's not that I don't like cryptocurrency or that I don't think there's a future for cryptocurrency or that I don't think that eventually we're all going to be paying digitally anyway and that cash is going to go by the wayside. It's not that at all. It's just that in terms of trading a commodity, it's just one thing that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But there's no denying the, the, the rise of Bitcoin lately. It's taken off pretty much like a rocket ship. In fact, uh, from March of 2020 to January of 2021, 720% uh, jump for Bitcoin as of today, as of the day I'm recording this. Uh, and, and that nine-month nine jump is really just something you can't ignore as a smart investor. Now, I, I, I get doing away with, with cash and moving to digital payments, like I said before, and it's just the world we live in and how technology has evolved. But I'm really skeptical of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum and, 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 and cryptos, cryptos like that. Again, not that I think they're bad, if there's anything wrong with them. It's just in terms of trading them, that's more where my issue lies. And, and you know, it, basically, this is currency that's mined using computers. You use a lot of data, you use a lot of processing power, and you basically are mining the coin. Now, my skepticism is rooted in a couple of things. One is spending. Now, you can have millions of, millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin in your digital wallet. We've seen there's been headlines about people who do, and they actually are, threat, are threatened with losing it because they can't remember their password. Um, but nonetheless, you, know, you have to convert it to dollars. Otherwise, you're really limited on what you can spend Bitcoin on. It's not, why, it's not accepted everywhere. You can't just go down to you know, the local gas station and pay for your gas in, in Bitcoin. It doesn't work. Now, you have to convert it to dollars. And when you do that, you're beholden to the market in terms of what the value of your Bitcoin is to the US dollar. And that fluctuates, which leads me to point two, which is volatility. This isn't the first time that Bitcoin has seen a massive rise in a short amount of time. In 2017, the cryptocurrency went from around $900 to $20,000 in a pretty brief, pretty brief time span. However, its fall was just as profound. And by March of 2019, uh, Bitcoin prices fell below $4,000. So it went up and then it went right back down again. And the other thing that really concerns me is the limited supply. In 2019, 85% of all available Bitcoin, in which the limit is 21 million, had already been mined. 
Now, additionally, Bitcoin recently halved, meaning that the reward for mining was cut from 12.5 to 6.25 Bitcoin, and that significantly cuts supply of a commodity. And that's something that is just kind of odd to me in terms of a cryptocurrency. So you have a limited supply uh, remaining that can only be used on particular items in a sector that really can go up just as fast as it goes down. But again, as a smart investor, you can't ignore trends. Whether you like the sector or not, it doesn't matter. If, if a trend is pointing upwards and it's a sector you don't like, you're still going to pay attention to it. And, and this rise is something that you just can't look past, albeit it's starting to pair off a little bit. It actually is actually showing very similar signs to 2017. Um, you know, you still can't look past where it's going. Um, so I got to thinking about how to capitalize on the trend without actually spending $34,000 to buy a Bitcoin. Uh, of which would be nothing. I would have no tangible, nothing, nothing to hold in my hands. It would just be something I would hold in a digital wallet and pray that I didn't lose my password. Now, so I, I, come up with, I came up with a well-known company that's made its name actually in the video game industry. It's one that manufactures high-powered processors that cryptocurrency miners actually use to expedite the mining process because it takes thousands of these processors to mine even the smallest amount of Bitcoin. The company is NVIDIA Corporation, trades on the NASDAQ under NVDA. It designs and produces processors that were primarily used to boost video game system graphics, but have since been adapted to use much, uh, for, for much broader uses. For example, uh, the processors are now used by companies like Tesla for artificial intelligence to help their self-driving car initiative. Companies uh, that operate data centers like Facebook and AT&T and, and large data companies like that are using uh, the, uh, these processors because they are using a massive amount of computer power to operate and they need these processors and vast numbers of them to operate that kind of computing power in a relative short amount of time as opposed to taking hours upon hours to download something like it used to whenever we were on dial-up. Um, you know, it's kind of the same type of premise. The more processors, the faster your speed is. Now, NVIDIA has a market capitalization of around $330 billion and employs about 14,000 around the world. The company's stock has actually been on a rise uh, since hitting a low in March of 2020 during the coronavirus crash. Um, it's jumped about 146% over the last nine months. Over the last 12 months, NVIDIA stock has risen more than 110%. Now, remember, they were up and then the coronavirus crash and then they moved up again. So, um, and it's more than double the actual rise of tech stocks which is only about 41% over the same time frame. So NVIDIA has gone up 110% in a year. Tech stocks have only risen 41% in a year. And then the company does have um, some pretty frothy price to earnings, price to sales, and price to book ratios. They're a, a bit more, and in some instances, quite a bit more than the tech, than the tech industry average. But it's not too uncommon because most, most tech stocks and really just most stocks in general tend to be relatively overweight and fairly frothy at this point. Now, looking at Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell's six-factor green zone rating system, NVIDIA ranks a 69 overall. And that means we're really, we're bullish on the stock and we expect it to outperform the broader market by as much as two times over the next 12 months. Um, NVIDIA ranks a 99 on both quality and growth metrics and its stock momentum price ranks at an 86 on momentum. Uh, being overweight pushes its value down uh, with, and with a $330 billion market cap, it's a big company, so its size ranking is low as well. But we look at momentum and use our philosophy of buying high and selling higher. Uh, NVIDIA has a confirmed uptrend uh, that's been in place for months and shows really little sign of slowing down. Uh, maybe a little bit of pair back, but then a bounce right back up, a little bit of a pair back, bounce back up again, but it's really not showing any significant signs of a dip anytime soon. Uh, now, being of high quality and high growth are certainly great factors for NVIDIA. 
Um, it's not a traditional play on Bitcoin or Ethereum or crypto, but you have to consider that when Bitcoin rose in 2017, NVIDIA stock also jumped to the tune of about 122%. Uh, and mining, you know, as mining became more valuable in 2017, the need for processors made by NVIDIA actually increased. Now, fast forward to 2020, 2021. RBC Capital Markets uh, analyst Rich Steves, very, very good analyst, uh, said that NVIDIA chip sales were actually about $175 million in the third quarter of 2020 alone. And that's when Bitcoin started its rise. Uh, and that was way more than his projected $150 million in sales. Uh, so miners continue to use NVIDIA processors because it's profitable to do so. Consider this. One article I read um, stated that using the NVIDIA RTX 3080 processor can generate a profit of $3 per day. That's per day per processor. Doesn't sound like much right away, but if you consider, it takes thousands of these processors to effectively mine Bitcoin. So if you have a thousand processors, that's $3,000 profit every day. So it really makes more sense for crypto miners to look at, pro at products like this, like the NVIDIA microprocessor to help in its Bitcoin mining efforts. And the other thing is that makes NVIDIA attractive is that it's diverse. Um, you know, its processors are used across many different sectors, including 5G, artificial intelligence. Obviously, we talked about self-driving vehicles and Tesla. Um, and, and it means that NVIDIA isn't just tied to cryptocurrency. So you're not really reliant on just the cryptocurrency industry, which we've already talked about, goes up and down and up and down. You have exposure to cryptocurrency with NVIDIA without really breaking the bank to buy Bitcoin. You also have exposure to other trending sectors, like I said, 5G, artificial intelligence. Um, but to take advantage of the trend, you probably need to get in now. NVIDIA is priced pretty high. Um, it's uh, a little more than $500 a share. Um, so it's not necessarily cheap, but it's certainly cheaper than $34,000 for one Bitcoin. So just something to consider. And I'm very high on NVIDIA. I like NVIDIA. I think it's a great company. I think its exposure is fantastic. I think it's got nowhere else to go but up. Uh, as far as a potential price point, uh, you know, I, I would, if you get in now, it's about 530. Um, I, I could see a 20% you know, rise in the next six to 12 months um, for NVIDIA. I think it's going to double the market in the next 12 months. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely worth the shot of getting in there, especially as we start seeing more 5G implementation pick up across the globe as well. AI is always going to be always going to be a thing. So really, I think you've got great exposure with NVIDIA. And I think it's one of those long term buy and hold type uh, scenarios for you to at least hold for a year, maybe even 24 months to realize probably 2x uh, your profits, if not even more. Um, now, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. If you're already on there, that's great. If you're not, if you listen to us as a podcast, just head over to youtube.com, search for Money and Markets. We've got a green bull in the bear. Uh, and then make sure you click that bull in the bear. And then uh, the little uh, bell that pops up, click on that. You subscribe. You get notified each and every time you post a new video. If you want to listen to the bull in the bear as a podcast, but you're watching us on YouTube, you can do that on your favorite podcast indicator. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. You can listen to it through your smart home device. Uh, as well as iHeartRadio and many, many more. So make sure you subscribe to those and get alerted each time a new podcast is released. Also, leave us a review or a comment on any of those platforms. I love to see your feedback. I get a ton of it for the Marijuana Market Update. A lot of people asking me about different stocks and different sectors to look at. Would love to, would love to do the same thing here with the Bull and the Bear. Would love to, to answer your questions about any particular stock or sector or trend that you might be recognizing uh, or, or, or thinking might be upcoming and would love to take a look at that. So, and also, I, I again, I, I always say this, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you to head over to moneyandmarkets.com and check out our website. We, we post uh, free content there each and every day that provides safe and sound profitable inf investment information for you. Sign up for our free e-letter, comes out seven days a week. Every single day, you get free content that's on Money and Markets. So make sure you head over there 
and sign up at moneymarkets.com. Coming up on Friday, uh, Money Markets uh, editor Charles Sizemore and chief investment strategist Adam O'Dell is going to join me. We're going to talk about a couple stocks, let you know what we, what we think about them and whether they should be in your portfolio now or actually ever. Uh, until then, this is Money Markets research analyst Matt Clark, your host of the Bull the Bear podcast, wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 